The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. I have probably one of the most positive people I know, Adam Jolly, joining me today. Welcome, Adam. Hi, Seema. How are you? Did you get the jolly part and happy? It's very positive? good. It's hard to like have bad news with yeah. my last name. Yeah, right. I love it. It makes you smile. That's right. So we've been trying to do this for a while. I'm glad we're doing it now. And I want to congratulate you. You're going to be starting at SurveyMonkey very soon. That's a big change for you. I'm so excited. And it's a huge change. Oh, man. I don't think maybe I realized how big of a change it was yeah. until I started getting in the weeds and like, you know, reality starts to hit a little bit. But uh, it's a really big change. I mean, it's interesting because you've had such an amazing kind of career path thus far. And you've made this shift. Can you tell us a little bit about what your career has been thus far? And yeah, the lesson of taking a jump into another pool or a pond, what that's made you really think about? Yeah. You know, when I started out, I went right into market research, into sales and going to a small company at EMI that was only six employees and it was small. And I knew that from school that I wanted to do market research, but the sales part was really intriguing to me. Right. And then after 10 years in sales and feeling like I could make money and I could talk and I had some kind of equity and I really had brought up like some kind of autonomy, like going into leadership and becoming president of the company was great. It was an awesome opportunity. Right. And I learned so much about other parts of the work because honestly, like I'm sure you hear this with like every interview you do. Like mm. one of the things that people love about market research or people that are really ingrained to be in market research is they have like a curiosity. Yes. And to me, whether it was the type of clients I was going after or what my role was at EMI, the curiosity of what else was out there always kind of drove me. And so, you know, becoming president, I was able to learn things and learn about the business side and how to manage employees, how to communicate kind of the psychology parts of the business. And so now, you know, leaving EMI at the beginning of the year, I'm going to say it as a blessing. This goes back to maybe I'm too positive. (laughs) There's like a blessing in choice a little bit. And so to be able to choose what I want to do, I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity or even think about unemployment in that way, that Mm -hmm. you can choose what your next adventure is. And so after, you know, some battles, what I was going to do, where I was going to go, the biggest thing that hit me is, and I, this kind of irks me a little bit because I'm not a huge believer in Gary Vee. Yeah. But <laughs> I read like a LinkedIn status to where he talked about like anything, if the one thing that small businesses should be doing now is trying to innovate and that you personally should try to innovate now at this downtime. This is right when, you know, the pandemic is starting to settle in and, People are starting to think about what is my budget? What does light look like at the end of the tunnel? Like all those type of things. And there's a lot of fear creeping in. And so when I start, I kind of pivoted in what I was looking for. You, you know, opened your mind. You said, why not look at different things, right? Yeah. Let's try something new. Yeah. And so I go from being the president of an online sample company to where, you know, nearly a hundred percent of our 
clients are full service market research firms. Right. You're supplying one piece of the research puzzle and there's not a ton of technology involved to now move it into survey monkey where I'm a salesperson at a technology firm that is I'm selling market research, you know, concept testing, ad testing, automation, and I'm selling it to brands and it's $400 million company and there's all kinds of publicly publicly traded. traded, Right. (laughs) And it's just like, it is every, it's so much change. And there's still that, that curiosity that comes from market research. It's so much of a change for me, but I knew that having that choice, I feel I take it positively with a lot of optimism that I'm lucky to have the choice to where I didn't have to jump into any job to get through for a year. I didn't have to compromise with myself or what industry I wanted to work in to go and do something that is can fuel my passion, can fuel my curiosity, and can let me learn something new and sell to a different group of people. So I'm very lucky to have that choice and very lucky to find a place like SurveyMonkey as well that's growing and really thriving at a time with a lot of people are, are laying off and not hiring at all. Yeah, I mean, I think that takes a lot of courage. It really does to, you know, even I think people, you know, our egos get in the way too sometimes when you say, okay, I had a president title and, you know, do I need another equivalent title for my next gig or am I really going to take kind of that, the facade off and say, no, I'm really going to let my curiosity, my passion dictate what my next step is versus my quote unquote status or level. Well, yeah, to be honest, that president title was a scarlet letter for a lot of interviews that I went on. I didn't make it past the resume for a lot of jobs. Because <laughs> um, I always ask for the feedback was, was right. you know, they don't want a president coming in or, you know, they don't want to have a bull come into the China shop right. type thing, especially now, you know, like no one wants to shake things up when you don't know whether really what the future holds for your company or for the industry or anything. And so, I mean, that led to a lot of moments where I started to think like, man, why did I even do that? Like, right. I wish I would have never been president yeah. of the company. And like, if I was just a salesperson, it would have been so much easier right. to jump in and do something else. But one thing that we lose track of, and I say we because I have, okay, sure. I lose track of, <laughs> is, um, is the idea of like career planning. And that is we take jobs as they come. And like we, we have like life plans, obviously. And maybe you don't like make a vision board, but you have somewhere idea in your life of where you want to be. And the career planning aspect, we, we think of it like checkers. Mm-hmm. Like, and that analogy really goes to, it's a race to get to the other side of the board right. and it's always moving forward. Right. You can't move back in checkers unless you're king right. or queen, well, that's right? The thing, yeah. right? You race to become king yeah. to where you can have that freedom to move wherever you want to move. Love um, that analogy. That's how I always thought about jobs. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to become president of the company. That's why I, you know, when I first started looking for jobs, I was looking for like a different type of title or something like that. Or maybe that's why, and that's why people looking at my resume right. or, or were looking at me thought that I wouldn't be interested or I would rack what they had going. When really, I think that it's so cliche to say that your career should be like chess, but the idea to be able to move side to side, sometimes move back for certain positions and roles to have different types of movements, and you're playing a long game to where like this move sets up this move. And as long as you have that end goal in sight, that's what, that's what really matters, you know? And uh, along the way, you work with other pieces on the board. Yeah, I mean, the analogy can go on forever. But like you work with other pieces on the board to help you get to those places. That is, it took me a little while to swallow that and, mm-hmm. and, and to say, I, and that was one of the first conversations I had with SurveyMonkey. We had a half hour interview that turned into an hour interview where they were just like, well, I mean, what if 
know, what if another job comes in three months and they offer you a higher position or, you know, are you going to try to take over? We're such a girl. We have a great culture. Right. You don't want somebody to come in. And I really had to sell them, not on my expertise, not on my capabilities, but on my adaptability. Right. And like, and really like where I find my purpose, where I find my passion isn't in titles. It isn't in like having the power to do things. It's like being able to influence and work with other people. So tough life lesson to learn. Of course. Sure. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't say guys, work your way to be the president of that company, quit that job right in the middle of a pandemic and go on fun. You're going to learn so much. You're going to be so happy on the other side. I would never tell anybody to do that, <laughs> but it's, um, it's not advisable. You're suggesting, you're saying. Right. But it winds up, it's been a huge blessing for me to yeah. just to level myself and like recenter myself and what I want to do and where my purpose is going. And in moving forward, I think I'm better suited for what life is like at the end of this tunnel, innovating myself and being set up for the rest of my career. Yeah. And I think in some ways, I mean, I know for me to be authentic and I know that's an overused word, but for me to be myself in whatever project or work or business I'm in is so important too. And so I think sometimes the titles, like grabbing for more, reaching for higher, sometimes it's always what you really want, but you think you have to do it. Yeah. (laughs) You feel like you have to do it. I mean, that's kind of what we're taught, right? We're taught about the corner office. Correct. We're taught about, even in sales, like we glorify certain positions in sales. Like we all talk about like hunters and, you know, I want to be the person that's on the plane 50 times a year and the person that wears the suit and I'm walking in, you know downtown when there's so many, there's so much different world. And there's like, you know, that the huge cliche of it's the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. Like it really, there's something to that too. Cause I feel like if you're focused all the whole time on the destination, you lose track of the journey. And that's what, you know, career planning and actually thinking, here's my plan for my career can really make you so much stronger when you get closer. It can help you so much more along the way. Um, And you're not ignoring lessons that you could be learning by focusing on getting the higher job. So true. You know, I think the other thing, the way that I've looked at it also is, you know, think about skills versus titles. Think about experiences because those are the things that are fulfilling at the end of the day that you could look at and say, I've learned something from this and it's irrespective of title, but I don't know. It just feels like it it deepens your kind of experience and knowledge that you bring to any job. A hundred percent. And that's what, when the lights and TV are off and you're laying in bed at night and you start to like think back of like reminiscing on things, none of those things had anything to do with me being the president of my own. Right. Right. None of it. There are experiences that I had with coworkers. There's like things that went wrong that we try to make the best yeah. of. There's trips and dinners and things like that and drinks and cocktails and, you know, and conferences and all these, like, they're just like great stories. And it's not just nostalgia, but like they're, they're stories and like experiences that you have too. with people. Yeah, yeah. That really help you learn for more things. And yeah. to be honest, that has nothing to do with the company, the role, the salary, anything. It's, right. it's the people that, that you're having those things with. And that's something that I think takes a while to, you know, you really have to take a pause and feel those moments or else, you know, you start to, everything has like a sour taste, you know? And that's yep. probably something with the time that we're in right now. I'm a big, like live in the moment type guy. Yep. You know, you learn from the past, you plan for the future, but you live for the moment. And that's a great thing. And like, sure, everyone would applaud you for saying that. But when you're 
quarantine in your house for 50 days <laughs> and you're wearing mask anytime you go outside yeah. in the moment that you're living in is horrible and mm-hmm. terrifying and full yep. of fear. Um, <laughs> you tend to, your choices are to look back or to look forward and you have to look back with clear lenses and maybe a little bit of rose colored glasses at the past or forward. So you don't bitter too much of the present because I think that's what a lot of people are feeling right now is like the present sucks. How do I, I, for the future. Yeah, I don't know what maybe, you know, I can't get past the uncertainty of the future. So I'm just going to look back at the past. I'm just right. going to reminisce a lot. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get real nostalgic. Yeah. I think about that, like, you know, like ESPN right now, they're showing old games right. all the time because that's what they have. Yeah. Right? You don't know what the future yeah. holds. So you get nostalgic. And in careers, I think we can do that too. And uh, that's why I think, you know, the reason why I love this industry so much is yeah. like the curiosity and that we are always kind of looking forward and always trying to see like, figure out what the future looks like with that curiosity. And it's great for me. That's how I know I kind of fit. Yeah. It's interesting too. I think like, especially in this day and age, to your point, we think about the past, hoping the future will be our past. And I think the reality is, is that, you know, I kind of say to myself, I don't want to go back to the the past really, because I've learned so much through this process. And I hope the future brings these lessons I've learned through the pandemic. And hopefully, you know, we're going to be a better society for it. I really hope so. I mean, I think that there's so much opportunity for course correction. Yeah. There's so much opportunity for, in every part, in like lifestyle and in business. You know, I think you and I have talked in the past, like, Man, is there a reason why I have all these Delta Sky Miles? Yeah. Is there like right. is there a reason why, you know, I go to visit a client and it's four different floors and everyone's packed in the office? Yeah. And like I think there's things in business that we're learning now that can set us up better. But if we're looking to the past and we're getting nostalgic about mm-hmm. everything, then it's not gonna grow. And yep. those are the companies that are kind of failing right now. Yeah. And I think I look on LinkedIn a lot and I see a company that might be laying people off. Like say, I'll stick with, like if there's a company that's laying people off right. and then there's a company that seemingly on paper is doing the same exact things and they're up 10 to 15%. Yeah. And it makes the company that's up look like a unicorn. Like how can that exist? Right. Type thing. But it's the planning that they have and the foresight that they had and like they're looking forward and they're not they're innovating at this time and trying to get the best of it. You know, they're just handling the situations better. And that's what I feel like that's what really is going to separate when we get to the end of all this, right? Yeah. True leadership. And it's not just a person who's running a company. It's leadership in each of us to continue to innovate. Like you said earlier, just to continue to evolve and learn and innovate within oneself. Before we dive into our next topic, here's a brief message from our sponsor. For brands looking to hear the voice of the customer loud and clear, there's no better partner than Paradigm Sample. Looking for direct access to engaged respondents and free survey programming and hosting? Let's get specific. Need to survey moms, pet owners, or customers with particular automotive loyalties? Our panel access and MR operation services can handle it all. Whether local, regional, or global, our team is ready to source the right respondents and get your survey in and out of field on time and within budget. Visit ParadigmSample.com today. Okay, so let's do something fun. Yes. Um, We know we're in a very unique time period right now, and thought it'd be fun for us to pick a couple songs that might describe our industry. And I know, Adam, you've thought of a couple. I've thought of a couple. But I want you to go first. Pick a song that you think describes a theme in our industry today, and we'll play it. 
Okay. I think the first one for me, <laughs> maybe it's just because like some of these songs, once I wrote them down, I was like, maybe I just wanted to talk about that song. So Stevie Wonder, I just called to say, I love you. Okay. Wait, let me get it. Hold on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this one. When you told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just called to say, I love you. Okay. So why this song? I think it talks so much with like sales messaging and cold calling at yeah. this time. <laughs> so uh, the reason why is that I, I still, I talk to a lot of salespeople, both at like the old company and, other, and from other industries and stuff. And, you know, the song goes through a, a calendar year and it's like, right. why are you calling me? And it's like, there's no first of spring. There's no summer breeze. There's no, you know, all these <laughs> things that are going on. It's like, cause all these things don't exist anymore. Right. You know, like right. you used to call it like icebreaker type thing. Oh yeah. You're in, New York. Oh, I love going to this restaurant. Right, they have exactly. you here. No, those things exist. Right. And so you're calling someone truly just to say, I love you. Like if they're a client, I'm just <laughs> calling to say, I love you. I want to know how you're doing. Like how is business going? Or And please continue to buy. Right. And please continue <laughs> to buy. Like it's so cutting out the fuzziness of sales messaging. And then cold calls. I don't know if they exist right now. Oh, realize. gosh. Yeah. So it's like... Right. That's why it's just such like a stripped down. This is why I'm calling you. That's all. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay. I'm going to play one. Let's see. And it's all right by me. I love Darius Rucker. I really do. I picked All Right, All Right because I feel like we're going through all the social distancing and we're basically, and it, the song just reminded me of like, look, I got a roof over my head. I don't really need all the bells and whistles. And we're all right. Things are moving okay. And actually, we're fortunate that we're okay. So it's a little bit more serious, but I, oh, it reminded I me that. of this. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> the next one for me is Amy Winehouse. Okay, hold on. It's uh, Stronger Than Me is the song. Is this one of your favorite? Like, do you like this song? Or you? I do like this song. Okay. Yeah, I do like this song. You should be stronger than me. Okay, tell me why you picked that. The reason why I picked it is just like... I think about it as far as leadership in the industry mm-hmm. and so many people that have gotten laid off in this time. And when I think about when I, I've talked to both sides, right? So I've talked to CEOs, I've talked to leadership that have had to like di- maybe didn't plan for, I don't know how you plan for something like right, this, right, but right. like you did it for it. And I talked to employees and the employees always seem so much better off. <laughs> and so much stronger than the leadership of it. Yeah. That's all, you know, you should be stronger than me. You've been here seven years longer than me. Right. Like, you're supposed to have all these things figured out. And I'm the one comforting you on yeah. a lot of this. <laughs> it's just a huge call to leadership for me about how, uh, look, I mean, it's heavy as the crowd, right? And it's, yeah. we, leadership gets paid the big money to be able to handle and to roll with the punches a little bit. Yeah. And so a song like this really starts to be like, yeah, you know, this is, it's kind of a kick in the pants. Like, I'm supposed to do this. I, I'm supposed to be the strong one here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got one here. But I do think, to your point, you know, I don't, leadership is supposed to be strong, but the mental tax on this whole thing is incredible. Don't you think? Especially now because, like, I don't see how anybody could see it coming. That's, you know, right. the one that I was like, The uncertainty. Uh, yeah. A big client of mine in the past was really big in the restaurant industry. And so, like, a lot of their eggs were in that basket. Yeah. But, Three months ago, that seems like a pretty safe basket to have. Yep. But I think then it's, you know, what else do you have? You know, what are the other innovations that you're working on? How have you grown? Like, is there another way? 
yes. to grow by that. And then what are you doing now? What are you innovating? Are you just cutting salaries and cutting dividends to get by? Or are you right. thinking about how can we change to where this type of thing doesn't happen again? So, okay, here's one. I actually listen to the song a lot. Anytime I feel like I need a little bit of a boost of energy. Let's see. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove right Okay. This song to me is I always play this when I feel like I'm out of control and I can't control a situation. And I keep saying, wait, I can control it. It's all in my head. And so it's my fight song. I got to get my head together and control my attitude. And I think my family is so sick of me saying this, but the one thing we control is our attitude. And so that's my fight song. Pandemic, non-pandemic, it's my fight song. Right. (laughs) It's the boost. It's like, to me, whenever I hear that song, I picture like asphalt road and I'm running. It's like, okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) All right. What do you got? The next one for me is Jamiroquai Virtual Insanity. Okay. Hold on. I love this one. All right. Yeah. So I think about this song, you know, the idea that the world is changing so much mm-hmm. and that this idea that not everything is as interactive and like direct communicative as it has been. Yes. And I think in our industry, especially like, we're going to see such a rise and you've already seen, you know, with Schlesinger buying in 2020, trying to get like the next stage of what online qual looks like. Right. You think about like things that Vox pop me are doing things that Zappy's do it like this AI machine learning type focus on the industry automation going nuts right yep. now, because I mean, not just the, the financial benefits of going automation, yep. it's just moving at that speed. And then, Zoom, right? I mean, yeah, that's how you see. I can't even think of the next time I'm going to be in front of somebody. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. And so, this, yeah, it, it really is like a virtual insanity out there because it's so much of a change from what we've had in the past. And it's so much machine learning and AI out there. So true. And I will also say the virtual insanity is seniors using technology who have never used it before. And I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but the comedy around that is hysterical as well. You know, I sit on the local board of library and we're going to give, we're getting this huge Zoom license to help the seniors connect with each other. And now we're thinking about training classes and helping them figure out what button to push. And, you know, it's a good thing. I I don't think it's bad, but that transition to technology that was forced is a pretty amazing shift as well. 100%. Yes. Okay. Here's another one. This is actually an oldie but goodie for me too. Let me get this. Life is not tried, it is fair and survive if you're standing outside the bar. Okay, so I picked this song because I feel like, to your point, we're all trying to compare notes, and, and I think that's really good learning yeah. in terms of, have I missed an idea? Have I not thought about something? But then I think there's this thing about not doing what everybody's doing and really standing outside of the fire and thinking for yourself. And maybe in that quiet space, there's something that you can do differently. And I really look to the song that kind of points to entrepreneurship and saying, if you thought about it, you always wanted to do it. Maybe this is the time to do it. I love it. Yeah. That's such a great, like, you know, if you don't have, if normally your day was taken with sales calls and meetings in a conference room, and like all these right. different, and now yeah. like you don't have those anymore. It's like now it's the time to go slay that dragon, right? Yes. Now's the time to go that thing you always. I don't have the time to do this. Oh, I've always wanted to do that, but now's the time to do that, right? Yeah, right. there's no excuse not to do it, right? 
I love it. Fourth one for me. I don't think we should probably play a clip of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's got some explicit language in it, okay. but the song is All Right by Kendrick Lamar. I love this song. It is what uh, my podcast starts out with is this ah, song. Ah, cool. Um, and really, like, we had, going up until we recorded, we had another song in mind for the, for the podcast. But, you know, this song is all about, like, look, I messed up, you're messed up, God got us, and we're going to be all right. And then at the end of the song, he just kind of talks like, you know, I remember when, you know, I was missing influence and I was abusing my power. I had all this resentment built into me, but I knew that I had to, I had to slow down and figure out where I really wanted to go. And so to me, it's a big song of hope in this industry. We're all in this together type thing. And we all kind of, we don't realize how much each of our successes are dependent on each other. And that's, it's kind of like an entrepreneurial part of this industry. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for it. Really, you know, we're always looking for the partner that can help fill a hole of ours, not just yep. like M&A type stuff, but like, right. hey, I've always wanted to do this. Could you help me with this? The vendor client line is so blurry so many times yeah. in our industry because of how close everybody is. And this is kind of like a we're all in this together type song. So I love it. Now I have to go listen to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to put an end to all our doubt and try to find a way to make things better So I love that song. It's Rob Thomas. And to me, this is optimism. It's hope. We're going to figure it out someday and we're going to do it together. And it just gives you a little bit of jolt of optimism. Someday we're going to figure this out. Awesome. Optimistic song. That's great. Yes. My last song. All right. Um, (laughs) I hope it's what I think it is. It's it's from Hamilton. It's Quiet Uptown. It is my favorite song in Hamilton. It's a weird song because like there's so many songs in Hamilton that are huge and like the oh, huge yeah. ensemble, but this one it gets down to where it's just Eliza and mm-hmm. Alexander. So I've loved, I mean, the first time I listened to Hamilton, of course, like everyone else, I start trying to draw my own connections to yeah. Hamilton, right? right yeah. And so I'm like, okay, it's somebody that grew up from nothing and kind of with like this braggadocious attitude, like became something and like yeah. got his way up. And then maybe had like a fall from it, you know, so yes. Hamilton, at this point in this song, he has worked his way up. We, you know, the constitution, he's, mm-hmm. you know, sitting as the secretary to Washington. And then he has an affair, all of his, you know, he has the embezzlement against him and right. his sons just died yep. kind of fighting for his honor in a duel. And so at this point he's at home and he's with Eliza who is both like mourning with him, but also wants nothing to do with him. And it's just like, the song is about like him kind of coming, leveling back down and like recentering himself. And like, it's quiet uptown can go a lot of ways in our industry because it's quiet out there now, but like we are really having to get down maybe back to the basics of market research and really what our goals are and what we're trying to accomplish and getting back to holding like truths. Yep. Right. And like yeah. things that we know would be absolute for Alexander, his absolute is Eliza. Yeah. Right. And that relationship that he has with that part of his family now and like who really is. And, you know, at the end of it's weird, uh, you know, the, the story is that then he rises back up a little bit before his death in the duel. But there's a line in there at the very beginning of the song that I think about all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, here, I'll play it. Let me play. Yeah, go ahead. And push away the unimaginable The moments when you're in so deep It feels easier to just swim down
Yeah. So, I mean, that line that you're in so deep, it feels easier to just swim mm-hmm. down. And this is something that I think with anxiety and stress, yeah. like it's so easy to become, you know, catatonic and just yes. like, oh, I'm done. I'm shutting down. I lost. I'm defeated. I'm just going to drown in right. this and be miserable for how things are. Shut the doors. Like I can't handle this. And I think a lot of people feel that like mentally in our industry right now with layoffs and the economy and not knowing, you know, Everyone knows in business classes, first things gets cut, advertising, marketing right, budgets, right? right? And so there's that fear. But like, by, as this song goes through, he starts to level out and starts to realize the importance of his life. And he goes, you know, I spend hours in the garden, mm-hmm. walk in the store, I take the children to church, like all these things. Like I start yeah. to like, I live my life and I start to realize that what was always there, you know, I never, I don't deserve you, Eliza, but yeah. you're here. And as long as like that is all I really need. And I think in the industry, we're out of kind of that place. And to me, like, I just personally take this song as something like, man, it sucks to leave your job and to be unemployed. And right. you know, these things, like I said, there's life lessons that you learn, but like it gets you back to basics and you start to learn like yep. what really is important to your life. And then you can level out. And then when you look back at the past, it's not nostalgic for how great things used to be. It's like the lessons that you can learn that you can move forward with. I love this song too. And I t- completely agree with you. And actually small aside, my daughter sang the piano and sang the song in her talent show. So oh, it's well, so great. It's such an amazing song. I agree. I think it's like from an industry perspective, for sure. It's like, you know, let's, you really, it's perspective, right? And right. it's just leveling out. But I also think from a personal point of view, like this pandemic is really united bonds and family. And, you know, it just has made, at least for many people that I've talked to, it just makes those connections even stronger. That's so true. I talk to my friends and family more than I ever talked to yeah. them before, yeah. you know, and it's that maybe it's that I know that I can't like see them, right. you know, I can't have that interaction with them. Right. We're talking so much right. and it came to the, like a couple of weeks ago, we did like a Zoom flip cup tournament. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, why would you yeah. think about that? But it was just like, we're getting closer than we ever have been. Yeah. And so maybe that's kind of, you know, like that course correction type yeah. thing, you know, where we needed something like that. Okay. My last one I have, and it's, um, let's see, let me see if I can find it. I picked that song. It's by Natalie Merchant. It's kind of generous. And I think this speaks to our industry. Anytime we talk, I pick up the phone and talk to somebody, people, you know, want advice. I've texted you, Adam, questions. Like the response has been incredible. It hasn't been like, I'm too busy. I can't talk to you. And the first question is, are you okay? Right? Or how are you feeling? And are you checking in? So, on one level, as an industry, I feel like our industry's really come together and been kind and generous. And I just think, I think, you know, everybody's putting their lives on the line just so we can have this conversation and have this opportunity. So, I also, you know, shout out to all the healthcare workers and the people who are working to make sure that we stay safe. It's so great to hear that. And our industry has definitely been so supportive, whether it's, you know, Priscilla McKinney doing the always be helping hashtag, like as many people that are reaching out and trying new things and just always asking how things are, what the Insights Association has done, even like things like these virtual conferences where people can still like learn and Mm -hmm. like be able to socialize with each other. Like that is so, and you know, for nothing, you know, like it's not like a a money-making option for them. That is so kind and so generous. Mm -hmm. And and let alone what's going on with like the, I never knew how strong and powerful the word like essential was. Yeah. So when you think about essential workers and it seems like something that if you don't really think about it can just fly over your head, but like how essential and how 
much of like superheroes, our healthcare workers are the people that really keep the country running, not from an authoritative stance, but like just the doers. Of yeah, the world, exactly. You know, and just how essential they are and that, you know, you kind of take for granted. And I, I think now this has been a part where we don't take them for granted anymore. Even like teachers. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I've told this to so many people, but like, I've never been on the bandwagon, like pe- teachers don't make enough. But I'm like, you know what? Triple it. Yeah. Whatever they're making, <laughs> give them everything. I know. Yeah. I know. It's amazing. The patience. I'm like listening to the classes online and they're still patient and kind. And like, you know, they have to manage so much chaos even online and they make the transition and they still yeah. show up and do the best that they can do. I completely agree with you. They're amazing. Oh, that's great. Adam, thank you so much for joining me. So by the way, also, let's do a shout out for your podcast so people can hear it. Yes, it is called The Ride. It is the Research and Innovation Discussion Exchange. We started this at the beginning of the month, and it is with myself and Adam Dietrich. Uh, We were old colleagues at EMI. Adam is just a genius with political polling and more of an analytical mind. We would always, back when we would sell together, he would be the facts and I would be the aesthetics. (laughs) Yeah, the fluff. Yeah, really. (laughs) I'm the BS. He's the actual bullet points. But he is such just a talented person. And we batted around the idea for a couple months um, before starting the podcast. And we really wanted to hold true. I think we made this joke when we first started to buy our microphones. We we're like, well, I'm a back order for a microphone. Is everyone starting a podcast? <laughs> I was like, I think so. This might be the worst time to start That is with. so funny. And so uh, thanks for letting me shout that out. That's good. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.datagurusspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.datagurusspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.